Hello, and welcome to East Africa NGO Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Hill. This program is sponsored by Team in Faith, supporting women, orphans, and vulnerable children in Uganda and elsewhere in East Africa since 2012. Today, I want to introduce you to Isaiah Mwesije, who manages Afreya, a youth-led organization that aims to transform lives through sports, environmental campaigns, and smart urban farming. I met Isaiah in 2016 and have watched as he has built this organization from the ground up. I was in Uganda recently and sat down with him to learn more about Afreya. I'm with Isaiah Mwesije, the director of Afreya, here in Fort Porto, Uganda. Isaiah, it is great to see you in Fort Porto once again. Thank you so much, Patrick, for hosting me. I'm very excited to be here today to talk about what AFREA does, the African Young Environment Activist, a youth-led non-government organization that is aimed at transforming the well-being of the youth and other people in the region. So tell me about the projects you're involved with. Using a number of activities or projects, looking at urban farming, we specify on sustainable agriculture, we look at environment conservation, we also try not to use an element of sports to change the mindset of people on how they can embrace these initiatives because we have seen like so many young people and others actually don't focus on agriculture but now by using sports it's so easy for us to make people understand why they should try and embrace agriculture, sustainable urban farming because the country at large today is being composed of a biggest number of the youth. So what has been the response so far? We have 70, uh, 77% of the total population, which is 45%, being composed of the youth. But most of these youths are actually not employed. So meaning they have to embrace agriculture as one of the means for them to find a way how they can earn a living. And of course now they have to protect the environment by doing better environmental practices for them to keep these things sustainable. So looking at initiatives like the Free Fort Porto and Driven Pang from Plastics and Polythene Bags, looking at other initiatives of recycling the plastics into better uses are some of the initiatives that are put into place by Afreya and other organizations which are within the region and the country at large to make sure that we continue saving the environment. So, as you've described, your organization is, is involved in sports, yeah. urban farming, clean energy, so energy saving stoves and stuff like that. What do they all have in common? So it's environment which is common among all these projects because right now, as we talk today, climate change is affecting each and everything. Climate change is affecting the output of, on agriculture. Climate change is affecting food security, meaning if we are in position to protect the environment, free from the plastics, free from non-decomposing uh, materials, we shall be in position to have very high yields from agriculture. We shall have a very safe environment from these uh, pollutants. Today, we are all aware like human beings consume plastics unknowingly or knowingly. A human being is, is estimated to be consuming about five grams of plastics, which is actually equal to uh, a size of a, a credit card. This is globally well documented, meaning like if you don't actually stop the bad habits of destroying the environment, 
the population will completely die out. And these are some of the things we need to look at. Like in Africa, most of the babies who are being born, they are being fed actually on milk using the plastics. It means like we start actually consuming plastics right from our back. So what a shame it is to the whole population, countrywide, globally. So we've got to have uh, things to change. If things are not changed, the population will completely die out. So these are the things we are looking at as a fair to work with different organizations, to work with different individuals to ensure that we protect the environment. Today we look at other very nice initiatives like the Black Soldier Flies. It's one way of how we can be in position to manage the waste, especially around towns. As Afraya working with the different stakeholders, the Fort Porter Tourism City, the non-government organization around town, we have campaigns which run through the city whereby we collect the plastics and other waste at a voluntary basis, working with uh, the stakeholders in these towns. So when we collect the, the waste, especially the decomposing now waste, we bring it at the farm, whereby we get the waste, we feed it to the black soldier flies, and then the black soldier flies are in position to convert the waste into their feeds. And then the black soldier flies themselves are feeds for now livestock, for birds, and other, other animals which actually require these feeds at a very high rate. Most of the people here in the country are buying these feeds at a very high cost and they don't know the mixture for these feeds. So they just buy these things from different shops, they feed them to the livestock. Sometimes the livestock don't grow at the required size or the required rate. So this affects the whole production, the whole cycle of how the farmers are going to be earning from what they have been able to invest. So as a fair working with the different stakeholders, we have been in position to at least try and teach the community how they should embrace black soldier flies as one of the means of getting feeds for their different vegetables, for their different livestock or birds. But the same thing, like you look at the black soldier flies, so when their life is being fed to their livestock, the waste remaining from the black soldier fly is being put into another vegetables. And then we also have an, a project of the fish. So the fish also is very good at enjoying the larvae of the black soldier flies. So when the fish is being actually given the black soldier flies, so the fish we have here is put into the fish tank. And then we use the same water from the fish tank to be used now for irrigating our crops. So we think that this is a cycle that we are using to make sure like all the things we are doing are like in a, a, a cyclic way of managing the waste and again creating opportunities for the youth because you can be in position now to sell the black soldier fly at least maybe for at least a dollar whereby now you can be in position to employ a number of people who are now selling the vegetables who are selling the livey of the black soldier flies and then we are managing the waste in these towns when you do these monthly um, cleaning events what is the public participation like? Are people showing up to help and how much encouragement uh, do you have to uh, give them to participate? Yeah, uh, the public engagement, the public participation has not been very good, but with continuous sensitization and creation of awareness, the community is actually now adopting the system of picking the plastics, not only now at a monthly basis, but they can also be in position at least to find a way of just collecting the plastics and maybe at the end of the month, you can just put them in one 
one garbage collection and then put them to where they should be. But as Afre was trying to see how we can be in position to engage people who can like, come on board, for example, to have a machine that can now recycle the plastic into better products, mm -hmm. which can be sold now around town to create more employment for the youth, for the adults, because you can look, this is not just going to benefit the youth only, there are elderly people who can't be in position to create their own employment, but by training them on how to recycle these plastics into uh, products like dustbins or into products like chairs, they can be in position to do that. Doesn't require a lot of energy to do that. So Fort Collins is a tourism city, but for it to be qualifying to be a tourism city, it should be like a green city, whereby in Uganda everyone should be coming to like let's see this unique city. It's a Fort Porto city with a unique name, which is in English, but it's also be associated with a tourism city, which is now attached to green environment. Fort Porto is being close to. Uh, Kivali National Park, to Queen Elizabeth National Park, to all these Sempire Hot Springs. So you, these are really areas that really need to be like associated with Fort Porto. Without these tourism uh, attractions around Fort Porto, it can't be a city. So it's these places around Fort Porto which makes it to be the city. Without Kasese, Fort Porto can't be a city on its own. Without Kivale, that is Kamwenge, Fort Porto can't be a city on its own. So this is more of like a Western city, and it should have the uniqueness. It should have these things that protects it. The first thing is the cleanness is what makes it to be a city. It shouldn't be like other cities which are associated with a lot of dirt, a lot of really like very poor management systems. You and I met on the golf course years ago and it's it just amazing to me how how far you've come with the game but how does the sport of golf in the community help you achieve your goals yeah. so the sport of golf is this just one platform actually which brings together people from different professions so I see golf as a being a platform to help us meet and think about how we can be able to tackle one big issue using our different professions. As I say, like, we first met on the golf course. I actually never thought this could happen, but because of golf, we have been in position to come together and meet to plan and see how best we can change the world using the little inputs we can be in position to contribute. Golf course, so, is one of the areas I also continue to use and say, like, yeah, I know golf course is a green belt environment, but we also need to make sure that it is also and align with environment conservation. We should have enough trees on the golf course. We shouldn't be throwing away the plastics. So golf is just one platform that we are really using to make sure like we change the mindset of others. It shouldn't just be attached to the people who say like, it's a game for the corporate, it's a game for the certain class. No, golf should be a game that is actually creating opportunity for people to change their mindset on various things. You have special programs for school-aged children. What are you trying to achieve there? Yeah, so with our project of golf, it's really something that we have seen, like, if we try to train kids when they're still young about this sport of golf, they can really try and become better people. They can play golf at a professional level, whereby they can now be in position to earn money from the sport. But again, just using sport, as I said, it's a platform. We are using golf to help these younger people to link them to other opportunities, to get better education, to go and get better skills, to get social opportunities. This is something that is going to be very important. Changing actually also like the 
mindset of these young people about how they see different things is another big thing. So we train people in mentorship programs on how these people should actually behave themselves. Because this is the first thing people will associate with you. If your conducts are not very good, no one will be in position to come and say, they want to associate with you. The discipline. So you were telling me before we started that there are days that are set aside for the young children to play here at Toro Club. Yes. So our project in Fort Porto was started about more than two years ago. And since our establishment was started in partnership with the club, so we had like the specified days on when the kids are supposed to be training. So we selected Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And then the other two days are actually not left out, but we thought this is also important for the kids to be learning other things outside of golf. So those are the days we need to be using for mentorship trainings. Those are the days we need to be training kids on how to really like, understand about environment and other areas that are very important in their life. So but playing golf is more on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And the kids are training on different aspects of the game. So they learn like from the tee box up to the green. So you need assistance from the public to, uh, and, and support from the public. What is the best way for people who are listening to this podcast to learn more about AFRIA and if they want to make a donation? How would they, how would they support you? So people can support AFRIA through like we have got a, a website. Or our website now is AFRIA Golf Academy where it has got an option for people to donate but also got banks so we can give maybe uh, for anyone interested you can share our bank accounts they can find us on the different media platforms so we share our accounts where they can be in position to go and donate support our initiatives on golf environment agriculture yes and they'll learn about that on the website of course so it's it's afriagolfacademy.com yes dot com and they can phrase a-f-r-i-y-e-a golfacademy.com.com well, Isaiah, I appreciate you spending some time to explain to me what uh, your organization is doing and uh, some of the challenges that you face, and I, I wish you the very best. Thank you so much for hosting. It has been a big pleasure for me to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. This program is sponsored by Team in Faith, Lifting Lives and Raising Hopes in Uganda and Elsewhere in East Africa since 2012. If you are able and interested, make a donation to support our projects involving women, orphans, and vulnerable children. Visit our website at teaminfaith.org. I'll be back again soon to introduce you to another organization that is helping our brothers and sisters in East Africa. For East Africa NGO, I'm Patrick Hill.